episode 77 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on May 14th, 2018. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week on the show, we've reached the end of another roadmap. I'll tell you what we know might be coming in the next one, and look at how 2018 compares with 2017 thus far. Also this week, while Star Wars The Old Republic turned 7, the in-game story has covered a longer period of time. I'll look at how our companions have aged since we first met them. Finally this week... I'll talk about story gating and how it's affected the latest round of Companion Returns. And with that, it's time to make the jump to Lightspeed and check out the state of the Old Republic. Welcome to Episode 77 of the State of the Old Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. As always, let's start with some announcements for the Old Republic. The Summer of SWOTOR isn't officially here yet, but there are some events happening that you should be aware of. It's once again Bounty Contract Week. The Bounty Brokers Association has opened its doors to anyone willing to take on their dangerous contracts, offering an opportunity for both seasoned and rookie hunters to prove their skills and bring crime syndicates and violent gangs to justice. The event runs from May 15th through May 22nd. Once you're finished collecting all of those bounties, what better way to spend the rewards than at the Star Cluster in Club Vertica Casinos on Nar Shaddaa? The nightlife event returns on May 22nd. It doesn't look like it's changed at all from last year, which means the main rewards are the Vectron BWL Wraith Mount and the Gamorian Guard Companion, as well as the older jackpot rewards, which were the Vectron Opus Speeder and the Kingpin's Ranker Mount. You can also win golden certificates, which you can use to purchase additional rewards, which include nightlife-themed armor sets, weapons, and stronghold decorations. The nightlife event will run from May 22nd through June 30th. And final announcement for today, if you haven't heard of the Working Class Nerds podcast, I encourage you to check it out. They aren't strictly a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast, but one of their hosts, Marcus, is a big fan of the game and covers it on the show. It's relatively new, they have released 11 episodes, and more importantly, they have invited yours truly to appear on their podcast. I'll be recording with them later this week, and I'll let you know when that episode is available. I'll also have a link to their podcast in this week's show notes. That's all the announcements I have. Let's slice the holonet and get to the news this week. I wanted to start today with some additional thoughts on Game Update 5.9. I spent some time playing through Conquest and replaying the Nathema Conspiracy Flashpoint. First, I don't know why, but I can never seem to find all seven of the Emperor's treasure chests. I'd love to tell you that there's one tucked away somewhere that I just can't find, but I'm pretty sure I found all seven, just not in the same run. I'm getting lots of decorations each run, but I've yet to get the new companion. What I have gotten plenty of are those new augment schematics. It does appear that the schematics for the new augments are dropping regularly in story mode. I've gotten as many as two in a single run. As a result, they're pretty cheap to buy on the GTN. 
with the mats to make them now also available from Conquest, I think most people will be wearing these augments before they become irrelevant. There were a number of Conquest changes with Game Update 5.9. I still don't think the system is as good as it was prior to the revamp, but these changes definitely help. I was surprised to see that the kill X number of NPCs objectives were concurrent. There's three tiers, kill 50, 100, and then 150. Each time you kill an enemy, it counts towards all three objectives. It's definitely easier to complete conquest on a single tune, and it got a lot easier for alts in 5.9. I'll be surprised if there are a lot more changes to conquest at this point. I think they're done for a bit. Overall, I thought Game Update 5.9 was good, but like a lot of things, it was short, and we now find ourselves at the end of another roadmap, and in the all-too-familiar position of waiting for the next update from producer Keith Koenig. He did let us know a couple of weeks back that he is working on a new roadmap that will have all the details for the summer events and the overall direction that's planned for the game for the remainder of this year. Despite the lack of an official roadmap, we're not completely in the dark on where the next leg of this journey might take us. We know that the Summer of Swotor will be PvP-focused, there's a new Mandalorian-themed arena coming, there are also weekly events planned around war zones. While we probably won't see a new war zone, there will be some wild mechanics introduced into existing ones. For example, if the Rackle Plague event is happening, you might see packs of Rackles popping up in the middle of a match. And then there is our new summer home on the planet Rishi. We know nothing about this new stronghold other than Bioware has been experimenting with some new features for strongholds which may make their way into our Rishi home. Beyond that, we know that 6.0 will be a new expansion and that the story will center around the conflict between the Galactic Republic and the Sith Empire. The events of the Nathema Conspiracy certainly point towards this. In addition to a new story, our beloved companions will continue to make their way back to us. Darkseid Jaysa has heralded her own return to Sith warriors who now find themselves sleeping with one eye open. Clearly, there is plenty of content in the pipeline and a new roadmap is on the way, and yet it feels like the first part of 2018 has been a bit of a letdown compared to where we were this time last year. On closer inspection, though, that may not be the case. So far in 2018, we've gotten three major game updates, 5.7, 5.8, and 5.9. We've also gotten one roadmap and bits of information on what's next, with the promise of an updated roadmap soon. If you look at the same period of time for 2017, we only had two major game updates, Game Update 5.1 in January, and then Game Update 5.2 in April. The first roadmap of the year was still being worked on and would eventually arrive on the last day of May. Game Update 5.3, the third major update for 2017, would launch on July 11th. So why does 2018 feel like a down year compared to 2017? In part, it has to do with endings versus beginnings. In January 2017, Knights of the, o the Eternal Throne was relatively new. We were running alts through the Eternal Throne story, and we were busy leveling our mains through Galactic Command. There were also all of those new uprisings to keep us busy, and the next part of the adventure, the Iocath story, had just gotten underway. In April, we started our first new operation since Shadow of Revan. It was only one boss, but more would be on the way. Fast forward to today, and everything has come to an end. 
The story is over, as is the operation. We have multiple tunes wearing 248 gear, and those new uprisings, well, they're now old. And even though we've gotten three major updates this year, they haven't quite felt that major. The Conquest revamp and the Nathema Conspiracy story are definitely big deals. Returning companions that are class-specific and gated by story and new ops bosses versus a new operation no longer feels special. As 2017 progressed, the updates kept getting better and better. A new war zone, the Caparo Flashpoint, and the United Forces Campaign all closed out the year and made for a strong finish to 2017. That same sense of progression has not carried over into 2018, and as a result, 2018 feels like a bit of a letdown thus far. While an updated roadmap will help, what we really need right now is the expansion announcement. What will it be called? Where is the story heading? Will there be a cinematic? Will there be a level cap increase? What will happen to Galactic Command? And of course, when will it be released? This is the announcement that will get people excited, and this is the announcement that I anxiously await. The first road trip of 2018 is now over. It's time to gas up the car, restock the cooler, fire up the tunes, and go someplace new. We just need the destination. Wherever the next roadmap takes us, you can bet it will bring us more returning companions. In case you were wondering who's still missing from the 40 original companions, well, here's a rundown of who is still MIA. Nadia Grell, Zenith, and Theron Sedrax are still missing for the Jedi Consular. I remember Charles stating that he was dreaming something up with Theron Sedrax and Kai Zyken. No word if that's still his plan. Doc, Kira Carson, and Lord Scourge are missing from the Jedi Knight. Kira and Lord Scourge may come back as part of the larger story. Kem Val is still missing for the Sith Inquisitor, and Jasa Wilson is missing for the Sith Warrior. Now, although Star Wars The Old Republic, the game is only six and a half years old, the amount of time that's passed in the stories is about double. Thirteen years have gone by since we took that first step into this larger world. Remember, we were frozen in carbonite for five years. With all of these companions returning couple of threads have popped up on Reddit with the current ages of many of the characters, and it's somewhat surprising. Some of these characters have gone from being kids to full-on adults, to preparing to have a midlife crisis, to rocking in a chair on the front porch of the old folks' home. Here's a rundown of some of the characters and how old they were when we first met them, and how old they are today. Mako was 17 when we first met her, and she's now 30, as is Torian. Ashara Zavros and Kira Carson were 20 and are now 33. Jason Wilson, Risha, Nadia Grell, and Vet were 21 and are now 34. Corso Riggs was 22, he's now 35. Raina Temple and Theron Shan were both 23, and they are now 36. Alara Dorn, Vector Hillis, and Talos Drellick were 26 when we started out and are now 39. Doc was 27 and is now 40. Lieutenant Pierce was 28 
and is now 41. Theron Sedrax and Cleo are right there with him. They were 29 and are now 42. Felix Aresso went from 30 to 43, as did his rival, Eric Jorgen. Andronicus Ravel was 35 and is now 48. Lieutenant Quinn is part of the old guard, clocking in at 50. He was 37 when we met him. Dr. Loken was 64 and is now 77. Jedi Master Satil Shan was 56 and is now 69. Um, about that flirt option on Odessin. And lastly, Bodar was 195 years old and is now 208. And boy, does he look great. One of the things that surprised me the most is how young Talos Drellic is. He's always seemed much older to me based on his look, voice, and overall demeanor. I always imagined he was closer to 40 when we met him. Another one that surprised me was Quinn. I never imagined that he was closing in on 40 when we met him. I was also surprised to see how old Satil Shan has gotten, and while Doc is now middle-aged, I suspect he'll perpetually be 27. So then there were eight, perhaps nine companions if Jason Wilson is getting the split personality treatment. We've seen a bit of variety with the recent companion returns. Some have been class-specific. Others have been made available to multiple classes, but not all classes. One thing that these returns all have in common is that they are gated behind the story. Felix Aresso, Shara Zavros, Vector Hillis, Akavi Spar, Mako, Risha, Corso, and Andronicus all require that you complete Chapter 9 of Knights of the Eternal Throne. And because virtually all of these companions are class-specific, it means you have to complete the story on multiple characters, something I haven't invested the time to do. Now, with the Iocath story, there is a fast-forward option to get through Knights of the Eternal Throne, but it comes with a price. Many important story choices will be made for you, things like whether Senya and Arkin live or die. Depending on where your character is on their journey, it's not just Knights of the Eternal Throne that's impacted. A worst-case scenario is opting to start Iocath on a level 70 character you created with a token. That character would be locked out of their class story, the Shadow of Revan story, which includes Forged Alliances and Zyost, and choices would be made for Knights of the Fallen Empire and Knights of the Eternal Throne. Even though you can go back and play the Knights of Chapters, it's just not the same. I personally don't like skipping story for characters, but with 34 characters in my lineup, it's a lot of story to have to get through. As good as the stories are, I can only watch a movie or read a book so many times. 34 playthroughs is a lot, and it's something I find I need to spread out over a large period of time. As a result, it may be a while before I see some of these companion returns. I understand the need to place these companions within the current story, but I just wish I could play the Alliance Alerts regardless of my place in the story. After all, I've played it enough times on other characters to know what happens. With only eight companions left, I don't expect this to change. I'll have to resign myself to the companion terminal or resign myself to just skipping ahead. And speaking of skipping ahead, let's jump right to the end, shall we? That's going to wrap it up for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes today, listening to episode 77 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotorPodcast.com. 
And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at sotarpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at sotarpodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. Look for episode 78, probably on or around May 23rd. Until then, remember the Sith Code, Kate. Bye.